Shalom, Alekum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. We are looking at this week's Torah portion, uh, which happens to be one of my favorites. And uh, it's titled Yitro. Yitro. Let me read the portion summary for you this morning from TorahPortions.org. Here's what it says. The 17th reading from the Torah is named Yitro, which is the literal Hebrew behind the name Jethro. The title comes from the first word of the first verse of the reading, which says, Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel his people. The portion tells a story of Jethro's visit to the camp of Israel, then relates the great theopany at Mount Sinai, where God gives Israel the Ten Commandments and invites the people to enter into a special covenant relationship with him. So, we're looking at Exodus 18 through 20, verse 23. You've got Jethro and some advice from Jethro, which is really good advice. You have uh, the Israelites reaching Mount Sinai, and the people were consecrated. And then you have the Ten Commandments. And uh, it's, just a, it's just an awesome portion, an awesome story. It's a story that we read during the time of Feast of Trumpets, usually at least on this channel, uh, because we have the long shofar blast. So much so that the Israelites are terrified and they tell Moses, we don't want to talk to God, you go talk to God and then tell us what God says. And uh, it's just uh, it's an awesome, awesome portion. I'm not going to give a ton of commentary today, although I will share a few things right out of the gate uh, that's in the Hebrew that you might miss, that you might overlook um, to get things started. So, let's begin this morning. I'm still reading from the Hallelujah Scriptures, starting with verse 1 of chapter 18. Here's what it says. And Yithro, the Kohen of Midian, does they say the priest of Midian, Moshe's father-in-law, heard of all that Elohim had done for Moshe and for Yisrael, his people, that Jehovah had brought Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, and Yithro, Moses' father-in-law, took Sipharah, the wife of Moshe, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, of whom the name of one was Gershom. And he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. And the name of the other was Eleazar, for he said, The Elohim of my father was my help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. So please note, I'm going to get to the name of the two sons here in a minute because I feel like that's easily overlooked um, when we're reading. Here's just a side note, and I don't want you to read too much into this or take it too far, but I just think it's interesting and worth maybe taking mental note of. You have Jethro. He, heard, he hears of all that God has done, and he shows up with um, Moses' wife, Zipporah, and it says, and this is the King James here, Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back. Now, 
This is probably referring to the sending back. Uh, the, I mean, the last time we encounter Moses' wife is when she gets angry and throws the foreskin at him. Remember that story? The reason why I bring this up, um, this word for sent her back, shaluach, um, it can mean sending away or parting which is what it probably means. But it can also mean a dismissal or divorce. And so I just I just found that uh, interesting. Either way, there must be a reconciliation or maybe or maybe it doesn't mean it in that manner. But Jethro shows up with uh Zephyrah, Moses' wife. Now at this time, if you were to divorce there was no paperwork, right? You just dismissed your wife. You would just tell her to leave. Um, interestingly enough, Moses will institute uh, in the future that you you can't just send your wife away. You actually have to provide her a certificate of divorce. Um, I'm not saying that this means that Moses divorced Zephyrah. It's just... It's the same word, and at that time, um, just dismissing was it was kind of the same thing. Remember, this is before the giving of the law. The second thing I want to point out, we kind of glaze over, or tend to glaze over these names sometimes. He has two sons. Jethro brings Zephyrah and her two sons, of whom the name of the one was Gerashim. Now, Gerashim actually means, in Hebrew, um, exile. And it, the scriptures give us the reason why he named his son exile. Because it says, the name of one is Gerashim, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. So, Gerashim means exile or refugee, or I guess you could say sojourner. The name of the second one was Eleazar. Eleazar means God is help. Think about the name Eleazar. El El means God. Eleazar. He says the name of the other one was Eleazar, for he said, "The Elohim of my father was my help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh." Just another side note. I believe I mentioned it last year when we went through the Torah portion studies in the Hebrew there's often where that L will be in front of one of the patriarchs like many times in the book of Exodus it'll say it actually says in the Hebrew El Moshe not just Moses but El Moshe or in Genesis it'll say El Jacob that is to say Jacob El Jacob and it is my opinion that that likely just is pointing to the fact that God's anointing is 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 and or spirit is with those individuals. It's just very very. There's so much going on behind the text. It's very very interesting, and a lot of it gets overlooked. Even though the scriptures are telling us why they named him this, uh, when we don't understand, but that the names each name means specifically something. We kind of glaze over that. So I just kind of wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about that. 
now I'm just going to read the scriptures and uh, I pray that they, they speak to you and bless you this morning. So let's start with verse 4. And the name of the other was Eliezer, for he said, The Elohim of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moshe in the wilderness, where he encamped at the mountain of Elohim. And he had said to Moshe, I am your father-in-law, Yitro, am coming to you with your wife and your two sons with her. Moshe went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him, and they asked each other about their welfare, and they went into the tent. And Moshe told his father-in-law all that Jehovah had done to Pharaoh and to the Mistrites for Israel's sake, all the hardships that had come upon them on the way and how Jehovah had delivered them. And Yitro rejoiced for all the good which Jehovah had done for Israel whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Mistrites. And Yitro said, Blessed be Jehovah, who has delivered you out of the hand of the Mistrites and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Mistrites. Now I know that Jehovah is greater than all the mighty ones, for in the matter in which they have acted proudly above them. Please note, Yitro was a priest of Midian, which means he probably practiced all kinds of worship of strange gods. But after he has seen and heard all that Jehovah has done, he acknowledges Jehovah's the God, the great God, the greatest of all gods, right? He says, now I know that Jehovah is greater than all the mighty ones, for in the matter in which they acted proudly above them. Verse 12. Then Yitro, the father-in-law of Moshe, brought a burnt offering and other slaughterings unto Elohim. And Aaron came with all the elders of Yisrael to eat bread with the father-in-law of Moshe before Elohim. And it came to be on the next day that Moshe sat rightly, sat to rightly rule the people. And the people stood before Moshe from morning and until evening. When the father-in-law of Moshe saw all that he did for his people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit by yourself and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moshe said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to seek Elohim. When they have a matter, they come to me, and I rightly rule between one and another, and make known the laws of Elohim and his Torot. That is to say, laws. And the father-in-law of Moshe said to him, What you are doing is not good. Both you and these people shall surely wear themselves out. For the matter is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. Now listen to my voice. Let me counsel you. And Elohim be with you. Stand before Elohim for the people. And you shall bring the matters to Elohim. And you shall warn them of the laws and of the Torah. And you shall show them the way in which they should walk and the work which they do. But you yourself seek out from all the people able men who revere Elohim, men of truth, hating unfair gain, and place them over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. And they shall rightly rule the people with all times. And it shall be that they should bring every great matter to you, but they themselves rightly rule every small matter. So make it lighter for yourself, for they shall bear with you. If you do this word, 
and Elohim shall command you, then you shall be able to stand, and all the people also go to their place in peace. And Moshe listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said. And Moshe, Moshe chose able men out of Yisrael and made them heads over people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And they rightly ruled the people at all times. The hard matters they brought to Moshe, but every, but they rightly ruled every small matter themselves. And Moshe sent off his father-in-law, and he went away to his own land. Please note, where it says that he sends away his father-in-law, it's not the same word in the beginning where he talks about how he sent away his wife. Completely different. Verse, or chapter 19, verse 1. In the third month, after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Mitzrayim, on this day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. For they departed from Raphadim, and came to the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness, so Yisrael camped there before the mountain. And Moshe went up to Elohim, and Jehovah called to him from the mountain, saying, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob, that is to say Jacob, and declare to the children of Yisrael, you have seen what I did to the Mistrites, and how I and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And now, if you diligently obey my voice and shall guard my covenant, then you shall be my treasured possession above all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a reign of Kohanim, that is to say priest, and a Kodesh nation, that is to say a holy nation. Those are the words which you are to speak to the children of Israel. And Moshe came and called to the elders of the people and put before them all these words which Jehovah commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that Jehovah has spoken we shall do. So Moshe brought back the words of the people to Jehovah. And Jehovah said to Moshe, See, I am coming to you in a thick cloud, so that the people hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. Moshe reported the words to the people to Jehovah. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Go to the people and Kodesh them today and tomorrow, and they shall wash their garments, and they shall be prepared by the third day. For on the third day Jehovah shall come down upon Mount Sinai before the eyes of all the people. And you shall make a border for the people all around, saying, Take heed to yourself that you do not go up to the mountain or touch the borders of it, Whosoever touches the mountain shall certainly be put to death. Not a hand is to touch it, but he shall certainly be stoned or shot with an arrow. Whether man or beast, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, let them go up to the mountain. And Moshe came down from the mountain to the people, and Kadesh them people, and they washed their garments. And he said to the people, Be prepared by the third day. Do not come near a wife. And it came to be on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain. And the sound of a ram's horn was very loud and all the people who were in the camp trembled. Now please know, try to imagine being in this position. You're before this mountain and there's a ram's horn, a shofar going off and it's blowing long and loud, and it's coming from the heavens. This would be terrifying. 
And Moshe brought the people out of the camp to meet with Elohim. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. And Mount Sinai was in the smoke and all of it because Jehovah descended upon it in fire. And its smoke went up like the smoke of a furnace and all the mountain trembled exceedingly. So you have the ground shaking. You have the mountain on fire. You have the ram's horn blowing. You have the smoke. Verse 19, And when the blast of the ram's horn sounded long and became very strong, Moshe spoke, and Elohim answered him by voice. It's not just the display here. We have the audible voice of God also. Never before has any people probably ever been so afraid. Because has there ever been a people standing in the presence of God in this way? Ever in history or ever again? Has it happened like this? Wow. Let's continue on. Verse 20. And Jehovah came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain. And Jehovah called Moshe to the top of the mountain and Moshe went up. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Go down, warn the people lest they break through unto Jehovah to see, and many of them fall. And let the Kohanim who come near Jehovah kadesh themselves too, lest Jehovah break out against them. And Moshe said to Jehovah, The people are not able to come up to the Mount Sinai. For you warned us, saying, Make a border round the mountain and kadesh it. As say, hallowed it. And Jehovah said to him, Come, go down, and then come up, you and Aaron with you. But do not let the Kohanim and the people break through to come up to come up to Jehovah, lest he break out against them. And Moshe went down to the people and spoke to them. And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Jehovah your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, out of the house of slavery. You have no other mighty ones against my face. You do not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of that which is in the Shemayim above, or which is in the earth beneath, or which is in the waters under the earth. You do not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I, Jehovah, your Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the wickedness of the fathers and the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing kindness to thousands to those who love me and guard my commandments. You do not bring the name of Jehovah your Elohim to naught. For Jehovah does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to naught. Remember the Sabbath day in Kadesh. Six days you labor and shall do all your work. But in the seventh day is a Sabbath to the, of Jehovah your Elohim. You do not do any work. You, nor your sons, nor your daughters, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days Jehovah made the Shemayim and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore Jehovah blessed the Sabbath day in Kadeshet. Respect your father and your mother so that your days are prolonged upon the land which Jehovah your Elohim is giving you. You do not murder, you do not commit adultery, you do not steal, you do not bear false witness against your neighbor. You do not covet your neighbor's house. You do not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. 
And all the people saw the thunders and lightning and flashes and sound of the ram's horn and the mountain smoking, and the people saw it, and they trembled and stood at a distance. And said to Moshe, You speak with us, and we hear. But let not Elohim speak with us, lest we die. It's important to note, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God. If you look through scripture, when people even encounter an angelic being, a messenger of God, like Daniel or some of the prophets, they fall on their faces and and are unable to move. They're so afraid. How much more so, how much more terrifying must it have been to be in the presence of God, hearing the ram's horn, hearing his vaudeville voice as the Ten Commandments are given, the fire, the thunder, the lightning, the smoke, all of this, the shaking of the earth. The people are so afraid that they're telling Moses, you go talk to God because if we, if we do this much longer, we're going to die. And said to Moshe, you speak with us and we hear, but let not Elohim speak with us lest we die. Verse 20. Moshe said to the people, do not fear, for Elohim has come to prove you and in order that his reverence be before you so that you do not sin. What's the beginning of wisdom? The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, the fear of Jehovah, the fear of God. God's doing this so that they have no excuse moving forward. And they need to understand who they're dealing with. They need to understand that they need to be very afraid and that God is due that fear and he's due that reverence. And you would think that after seeing something like this, that sin would be taken very, very seriously, right? And that's what the scriptures say. God, Moses says, God is doing it this way so that you will understand what you're, who you're dealing with and that you will fear him and that fear will keep you from sin. Verse 21, only a few more verses. We only go to verse 23. So the people stood at a distance, but Moshe drew near the dense cloud where Elohim was. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Say this to the children of Israel. You yourselves have seen that I have spoken, you to, spoken to you from the Shemayim, that is, they say, heavens. You do not make besides me mighty ones of silver, and you do not make mighty ones of gold for yourselves. And that is where it ends. It ends with God regurgitating his commandment about creating idols. He already told them in the Ten Commandments not to make graven images and not to worship idols because he is a jealous God. And this is how the portion ends, too, with verse 23, reminding them. Reminding them of what? Who is your God? Do not be making fake gods out of silver and gold. Well, that is all the time we have this morning. I pray you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus. I pray that these words are strengthening you and piercing your hearts and causing you to go grow closer to God. 
If you're being blessed by this podcast and by the work that's being done here week after week, please consider supporting it by becoming a monthly Patreon subscriber where you can support it through PayPal or through the mail. All that information is in the YouTube descriptions or you can go to scriptureandprophecy.com. Click on the support and donate tab at the top. And above all things, your prayers are much needed. Thank you for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.